Wreak havoc. Wreak havoc. News, interviews, and more. We just reek of Huntsville Havoc Hockey. Another episode of the Wreaking Havoc podcast is upon us. I'm Tim Lambert. This week we've got one of the younger players on the team who came on and made his presence known right away, Alex Alex Kilcheski, who came to Huntsville a couple of years ago, was good enough to give me some time last week, and joins us for what was a really fun interview. We'll hear why he's also known as Killer when we come back. The Wreaking Havoc Podcast. Got something to say? Put it on a t-shirt, or hoodie, or apron, or even an iPhone case. Just go to DaddyO'sCustomTees.com and make it happen. Look through their selection of ready-made designs, or make one of your own. Check out their special hockey designs, too. With DaddyO's Custom Tees, you can truly have it your way. Look for DaddyO's Custom Tees on Facebook, follow them on Twitter or Instagram, or go online to DaddyO'sCustomTees.com. That's D-A-D-D-Y-O-S, custom, T-E-E-S, dot com. Daddy-O's Custom Tees, they've got your back, or front. Let's go in the slot. This week's In the Slot conversation features defenseman Alex Kilcheski, who came to the team two years ago. I was able to catch up with him last week. You came to the Havoc from the Danbury Hat Tricks, who... Uh, are in the FPHL. Yes, sir. Right? Okay, the, the Federal Prospect Hockey League. And, of course, by the way, they're the league's most recent champions. And so, Yes, sir. I did watch that. Um, how is playing in the SPHL different for you, specifically in Huntsville? Um, I'd say the, the most glaring thing to me as a hockey player that changed was the uh, amount of organization that kind of went into the game itself. So uh, it's not taken away from anything that was happening at Danbury, but the um, I feel like the coaching side, having Glenn DiTulio literally um, kind of make up an entire system that played towards the strengths of the people that he picked up. Mm-hmm. It was something that was just, I, I felt like super easy for me. It's why I've been able to kind of be there for so long, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like it, the organizational aspect, the, the team side of the game was much, much higher in the SPHL. What about playing? Uh, uh, well, I'd say playing-wise, let's see. Uh, I guess it's definitely a little bit faster. Yeah. Uh, you got guys that have played at higher levels, so they know what the higher level looks like. So they strive to get to that uh, kind of success every time they play. So... It's something that I wasn't very privy to uh, throughout my years of uh, college heading into professional hockey. So it was one of those things where it took a little bit of acclimation, but the the more comfortable you get with how good the caliber of other opponent you're going to be facing, it mm-hmm. kind of uh, helped me settle in, I'd say. Okay. All right. And, and the speed was kind of what I expected you to say. Mm-hmm. Um uh, now, this is kind of a, uh, involved here. I, I read about an incident in the uh, the last game of the 2013 regular season when the, a- the FPHL was just known as the FHL, the Federal Hockey League. Now, two players who were friends, former teammates, squared off at center ice like they were going to fight. And then, <laughs> then they hugged it out with each other instead. 
and 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 one of them pulls a can of beer out from his pads and opened it up and they they skated around the rink and toasted the crowd and one of them was suspended for the rest of the season and and, and uh-huh. the playoffs but uh then ended up taking off the following season the one that opened the beer thought he'd be banned for life and as it turns out he still has yet to play another game in the league. <laughs> so uh, it, it, it sounds like something out of Bull Durham. But, uh, you, you know, I say all that to say this. Did anything like that happen during your time playing in, in the league? Well, uh, I I don't have my fair share of stories. I was only I only played two games, but some of oh, my, okay. my best friends are uh, – have been like three years, four years uh, in that league, and they have some they have some war stories to say the least. Okay, okay, yeah. I didn't know how long you were you were there. Oh yeah, it was it was literally just the first two games of the season. Oh okay, and and then you came to Huntsville, or yeah, yeah, second week of uh, I think it was like November fourth um, of that twenty twenty one twenty two season. Um, just got the call up, played in Roanoke, and then uh, followed the team back. Oh okay. All right. Well, I didn't check my dates well enough then. So, um, You're all good. <laughs> uh, now, as, as far as playing with the Havoc, you you led the Havoc defenseman last season, uh, last regular season, with 26 goals. You were third during the 22 uh, regular season. So it looks like you were a, a nice addition to the team. Oh, well, I'd, I'd enjoy to think so. But, uh, yeah, it was kind of a career career year, you know, Um Back, uh, fun. I'll spit some fun facts for you. I had more points this year than I had four years in college. So it was it was one of those things where I felt like the team around me made me much better mm-hmm. and uh, helped me excel. To be honest, like that, as I know it's a cliche to be humble, like with hockey players, but I had twenty two assists this year. I mean, there's not much more I can do. Like <laughs> it's mostly those guys putting the puck in the net, right? Yeah. Um, and, and, and you brought up college. Now, I try to stalk all my interviews on the Internet okay. before, beforehand to see, uh, you know, kind of where they're from. And I see you're from Grand Prairie, Texas. Mm-hmm. And I used to date a girl from Grand Prairie, by the way, years ago oh, um, in my college oh, years. Uh, but you you got your bachelor's in criminal justice at Becker College in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. You interned with the district attorney's office, and you got a master's in counterterrorism from Nichols College, and that's while playing with a Havoc, too. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> um, Dominic Procopio said your nickname was Killer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, 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 the best part is it's not because of my demeanor at all. Because uh, <laughs> most people, when they look at my name, they just see they see Keel Chesky, so uh-huh. they call me Killer. Okay. Well, that that's kind of what I thought. And I didn't know if maybe the the counterterrorism thing worked into oh, that. No, <laughs> no. no. I, I mean, hell, I hope it helps the uh, kind of the buzz going around. Everyone maybe thinks I'm a little more tough than I am. <laughs> well, what made you pursue that for your masters? Uh, it's it's something that actually super intrigues me. Um, I've I kind of just fell in love with, funny enough, national defense. Um, most people find it boring or uh, agitating to have to read through like years and years worth of uh, let's say government documents that were proposed to help with national security so say like every single year we get a new president or even if they get reelected, they put out a national security strategy and it's just something that i found 
profoundly intriguing uh, to the point where it just kept me wanting to read more, uh, wanting to write more about it, give my own opinions on matters, and hopefully someday down the line uh, I get to work for either the federal government or state government or private company that handles defense. It's just, it kind of just seems to be like something I'm very called to. Okay. And I told um, Coach Schaefer, I think it was. Okay. Um, I said, you know, the more interviews that we do, the more, I don't know, I guess my my uh, impression of hockey players, you know, are it, it just kind of blows up. And, you know, I think probably a lot of hockey fans do because, I mean, you, you're getting your master's. Dominic was working for, toward his and, you know, the uh, – it just kind of flies in the face of, you know, a dumb jock. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh. that's um, that's something my mom a long time told me to kind of get through uh, playing hockey my whole life. Uh, so it, it has stuck with me to kind of not be a cliche, um, kind of male egotistical type of uh, sport athlete. Yeah. Well, what do you do in the off season? Well, um, funny enough. It was it was decision time, I guess, this offseason was trying to figure out if I could uh, go into my long-term career of working in counterterrorism um, or not. But it seems I can't apply for government clearance until December. So I uh, I, I am hoping to play again. Uh, but that's that's what changes your summer around, right? So now it's the second I learn that I can't get government clearance until this time, I say I want to play. I have to start training. Okay. So pretty much the next, uh, like the next three months are going to be me training, pretty much just skating or training every day, hopefully. Um, and whether that be in Lake Placid, which is a summer job I do with, um, a company called Can-Am and we actually just run hockey camps. Um, but, uh, if it's not with them, then it's back here in Rhode Island, just pretty much doing the same thing. A little bit off season lifting, skating. Well, when do you, and that kind of made me think, when do you find out if you're actually coming back as part of the team, you know, for the next uh, season? So since uh, since I wasn't protected, uh, I can't really resign with the team until August 1st, uh, which is something that I really want to do. But um, I wouldn't play for any other team. So I, I told them last year the same thing as I told them at the end of this uh, past season, which was, Hey, I'm not gonna play for anybody else. I don't want to play for anybody else. Yeah. If you want me to play again, I'll come play again. But you do not have to protect me because if someone picks me up or calls me, I'm not gonna go there. So, and that it's been perfectly fine since then. So if you're protected, I mean, I mean, you, that doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna play. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna play. But if you do play in the SP, you have to play for Huntsville. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I knew it was because uh, you know nobody yeah. else could recent could sign you. You know, if you're protected. True. But let me go back to to something you said a while ago, as far as your your counterterrorism deal, and you couldn't get your uh, government clearance. Uh, it's, it's top clearance. Okay, until December. What? Yes. Uh, you're not going to just quit in December. No, no, no. Hockey. No, <laughs> uh, no that, that's when the. Uh, so they actually they recruit in like. Um, well, I forget what the term for it, the seasonal. So like seasonally. Okay. So in December, when I can clear, I can apply in January to start it in like June, which, which means I'd apply in the spring 
uh, like type, but I'd select uh, summer for starting like the, cause it's a six month training course uh, in Quantico for the FBI position that I was trying. Oh, okay. Um, but um, yeah, it, it's, it's kind of intensive. It's, it seemed like from what I was reading. <laughs> Well, I, yeah, I would think so. I, I, I'd also think so, right? <laughs> um, and, and I mentioned that you had uh, interned with the with the DA's office. Uh, mm-hmm. What what did you do as an intern? So um, I was actually rather lucky being able. There were about fifty of us total because it's a it was the Central Massachusetts major uh, courthouse. And for the district attorney's office, so for, I think the first two weeks I, re, I worked with an assistant dis, district attorney and did a good amount of their like paralegal work, kind of like their um, typing out what they're doing day to day schedule. Uh, then I was fortunate enough to be pulled and like a, assigned to a task team where basically I was just in charge of reviewing cold case evidence for two specific cold cases. Um, and these were like, one was 21 years cold and the other one was about 15. So it was basically just a ton of data cycling and data entry into their data, like into their um, state police database. Um, and in a hope to find connection information that would not, I, I wouldn't say we're not cracking the case, right? But we're kind of giving the state police investigators the resources in a structured um, form for them to conduct their case okay so anything you did uh lead to uh an arrest or a or uh so yeah uh funny enough i i led to i led to an intense questioning if that helps but i i found some i I did the entire car records for the 21 year old cold case in like uh, a week and a half or something and the like one of the vehicles that I pre-registered popped up with a guy that lived around the area where this girl went missing. So, and he actually was still alive. So they ended up state police ended up taking that information and going in for questioning. Uh, obviously they questioned about the neighbors who were the primary suspects um, just to see like what he knew if he was around at that time, uh, anything like that, but they didn't really report back to me, sadly. So I don't know what happened. So, oh, well, that's a bummer. I know they, they, they don't really, they really give that information back down the ladder. Oh, okay. Well, I started to say, we might see you on one of these, uh, reality crime solving shows, you know, but if they oh, didn't tell you, yeah, then you I don't know do what it. to tell them. It's true. It's true. <laughs> oh. I would love that. Though. Those, those shows are fun. I mean, obviously it's not fun because of the cause, but, I enjoy investigation. (laughs) I I very much think it's fun. Uh, Well, how, and they call them reality shows. How, I mean, I guess if you enjoy watching them, then, you know, you're not sitting back there saying, that's not the way they do that. Yeah, true, true. I I, I do that a lot, though. uh, I'm guilty of of definitely nitpicking kind of uh, legal matters and shows and criminal matters. Oh, yeah. Well, (laughs) I bet uh, some of these... Uh, scripted shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times have you gone back and picked through think, a Perry uh, Mason show, you know, and say yeah. Hamilton Burger would not really have done that? No, uh, I think uh, the big one for me that's uh, the uh, what's that? What's that damn show? It's a, a not eighteen eighty three, but the show it's me- it's meant to be after. Oh, Yellowstone. Yellowstone. God, Yellowstone. Yeah. It 
it kind of grinds my gears. I watched the first two seasons with my dad, and I swear to God, every time that 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 they would do something, I would just be like, "How it's how is this going on check? They just they just killed a man. <laughs> like nobody's gonna know where this guy went. Like, uh, well, I think I, I think I just get like I I kind of laugh at it, I poke fun, but it's it it really is. You can't help it. You got to show some kind of theatrics, right? Yeah, I think I've matured into that. But I was really bad when I was young. Well, that you know, the normal viewer would not know who's not had experience in that. You know, would not know any difference. Um, it's like when I say I'm in radio, and when I go back and watch WKRP in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you've ever seen that, but you know, they show these guys in the control room just talking into a regular mic, no headphones, no, they can hear everything, and I'm like, that is not the way it is. You'd get feedback all over the place, yeah. you know. But hey, um, it's still, yeah, it's still a funny show. It's all right, well, fun to um, there, yeah, and Yellowstone's one of those that I keep thinking, okay, I need to watch, but um, I haven't it's gotten fun. around to it yet. It's good, like it's very drama based, which I like. Very good. I'd say <laughs> I'd say give it a shout if you're ever intrigued by like cowboys and kind of that that type of stuff. Yeah. Outlaws. Oh, I used to be really big into <laughs> cowboys when I was a kid. Um, but oh, yeah. I've got so many shows on my to to watch list. I mean, it's not funny, and they keep coming out with new stuff that that I keep adding to the list. And so I'm, uh-huh. I'm never going to get all this stuff watched. So, but you know, there are some that I'll start watching and and uh, like just lose interest in. So that kind of yeah, takes that off the list. Right. <laughs> but then I hate not to finish it too. So. Well, not only were you on the hockey team at Becker, you were also on the tennis team? Yeah, yeah, I was able to play tennis for two years before uh, the school closed the program. Yeah, well, yeah, and I, I noticed that they did. Oh, they, they ceased to exist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. COVID really exposed a good amount of the wrongdoings that were happening behind the scenes. Oh, oh okay. Was the, I have all the, I, I, I got very intrigued whenever it closed. It was a, a year after I graduated, so I was like, I was uh, kind of went into the analytical side of it and like two presidents, the president before I got there in 2016 was cooking the books for lack of better words. Oh. He was just siphoning money from the school. And it was at the height of like the school's success. It was the most students that we had ever had 2016 my year. So it, which is why it was just so baffling to me by my junior year that they had to cut like four athletic programs. I mean, and then end up, closing themselves yeah well i mean you know you hear of the of schools you know knocking out different athletic programs i mean calhoun you know down here went went without sports for a long time before they decided to find finally start bringing it back and i think that was a a, a good good, deci- good decision on their part um so did you play any other sports growing up uh i i tried to play every sport um i think the only thing competitively i didn't play was like golf and tennis tennis was later in life obviously and then golf was just a leisure sport but played soccer basketball football baseball hockey uh i had a lot of energy as a kid mm-hmm. my mom would like to say yeah. and uh that was that was a good way of tackling me out yeah well what what drew you to hockey and how old when you started playing it uh so i had my third birthday party on nice hockey rink and the reason i liked hockey so much was because my dad played 
he's uh, originally from Chicago, and so he grew up playing and then just started playing men's league whenever he moved to Dallas. Oh, okay. How yeah. how how old were you when you decided, okay, I'm going to go with hockey and that's going to be oh, it? Choose just hockey? Yeah. Um, probably around eighth grade. Okay. Uh, like, they – I was uh, – I was very. I was a very well received quarterback. <laughs> I could throw the ball. I had a really good arm. Oh, okay. But um, one of the I, I was a lot more promising, I guess, in aspects for hockey. So it took me a lot more places, I'd say, and I did not end up having the frame for uh, football. Okay. I did have a frame to be a quarterback. I'm tall and lanky, but I just don't think my body could have handled it. Okay. And that's <laughs> but, that. That was in Texas, right? Yeah, that was in Texas. Okay. Yeah, so how, so it was uh, <laughs> pretty competitive. Okay, okay. I was just wondering how, um, you know, people don't think about the South and hockey really going together. Of course, I mean, you know, the havoc in in I mean, they've they've helped that image a lot, but um, I didn't know how it was, you know, around the rest oh, okay. of the South. I think the uh, the Dallas Stars coming in in '94 really exploded the hockey scene for Dallas. Um, and then they, they won a championship in 99, uh, 2000. So it was like one of those things that kind of uh, really took off. And to see where they're at today is just shows, again, it's like what Huntsville did. You have, uh, what was it, 20, 2003 to at least the Havoc. Yeah. But now it's incredible what they've done. Yeah. Uh, I remember well back when the Channel Cats were here and uh, mm-hmm. and UAH, that was really kind of a one-two punch back in those days. It was. It did feel uh, like a fun time. Um, I mean, I've seen videos of that. Sorry, that's why I comment on it. We'll be back with more of the Recon Havoc podcast. This is a true, sad story for ADT, the leader in home security systems. My favorite dog, Oliver, was stolen from our garage recently. If I had a camera system installed in my home from ADT, I would have known exactly what car possibly pulled up in my driveway and stole my little friend. If I had a security system from ADT, my dog would still be here. I called ADT this weekend, and they're coming out in a few days to install a camera and a new security system. Unfortunately, it's a little too late for me. Listen, protect everyone you love in your family. Call ADT now. Have them come out and give you a quote to install a full security system in your home. Don't let it be too late for you. Call right now. Paid for by the Home Security Hotline. 800-200-6543. 800-200-6543. That's 800-200-6543. Hey, this is Freak Daddy, the voice of the Huntsville Havoc, and you're listening to the Rickin' Havoc Podcast. So how did your joining the Havoc come about? Um, well, uh, I, funny enough, I had a friend on the team the first year, so 2021-22, named Brian Parsons. Okay. Uh, he played, he played the first, uh, two games of the season with Huntsville, the home opener. He actually got, uh, injured in that game. And then about three, four games later, I don't know if you remember, Nolan Kaiser oh, yeah. uh, got hit in the face. Okay. And that was just, uh, I didn't know at the time, obviously, that's why I was coming down, but he couldn't play for like two months. So they signed me 
to come down and play in Roanoke. Uh, we play the two games in Roanoke. We win both those games. And I basically, Glenn and Stu just look at me and they go, you want to follow the bus back? Because uh, I had no idea if I was going to be a long-term player on the team or not. Um, so it, it, I follow the bus back, get there, get get acclimated, and it's just from the jump. It was um, it was go time. So you say Nolan got hit in the face. Do you remember how he was injured? Mm, I, I actually don't know, okay. to be honest. Um, I do know that he suffered like substantial damage to his face. And we, I mean, I got to see him like right initially and then obviously know him for this amount of time. And it's, he's, I can't speak about the the toughness of that guy. Like he, to to handle that, come back and play that season and give us some kind of help was just incredible for him. Yeah. Um, We're talking about following the, the bus back. Did you have to take advantage of the Hotel de Tullio when you came uh, no, no. Thankfully, they had a, a place set up for me, uh, okay. which was super nice. <laughs> but okay. trust me, they, they definitely would uh, extend out that, that inf- inv- invitation to anybody that's coming to play for Huntsville. Yeah, and that's that's why I asked that. Now, Dominic talked about that, and uh, and uh, I think uh, Rob Darrow, too, whenever we talk mm-hmm. to him. Uh, and that kind of springs to, to this next question. The, the word family has gotten a lot of use in the interviews that we've done so far in reference to the Havoc organization. Absolutely. I think that's a one of the best descriptions you can come to when it comes to the culture and the team. So, now as fans, Birmingham is the team we love to hate. But mm-hmm. as a player, is there a particular team that you maybe personally enjoy beating more than more than the Bulls? Uh, so the bulls, the bulls are not that high on my list until obviously the end of this season. Now they're number one, <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, for, for my first season, it was Roanoke. I, I hated Roanoke. I, uh, there is, I think I like two people on that team cause I knew them and everybody else. They could, I, I'm not going to say any words. <laughs> they, they, I don't like them. Especially Armstrong. Oh, if he somehow God. used this. I told that guy to retire. <laughs> and he did. So. All right. All right. Well, he must have heard about the counterterrorism thing. Yeah, so. he definitely heard. He heard the nickname. <laughs> yeah. um, is there a certain play or maybe a memory that stands out to you since you've been here? Um, yeah, I think this, this last year, um, being able to score a goal, the game-winning goal for uh, Melissa George and I was something just incredibly – like, it was incredibly special for me. Um, it was incredibly special to be able to do that for the fans, uh, do that for the George family, um, all, for all the NICU babies. The NICU in Huntsville is just incredible. And that kind of brings me to my next question. Uh, you know, the Melissa George Knight has a special jersey uh, – and and I've heard other players' comments about this, but there, was there a certain jersey maybe that you either loved or hated to wear for a certain, any particular reason? Um, so I uh, I really enjoyed the space the space nights both years were have been amazing. Um, I, I as far as not enjoying ones, the the Nickelodeon ones gave me both <laughs> two years like the double dare this year, and then we had uh, I think it was. The Rugrats, my first year. Okay. 
And that, it was, I, I, they're funny. Yeah. But they just, they don't look good. No, well, and that has been kind of the consensus so far, mm-hmm. uh, as far as the, the Nickelodeon jerseys. So, I mean, as far as a fan goes, they're hard to read the numbers on, for one thing. Very, very. Um, I mean, I, I thought, I'm, cheering for one player and then it ends up being somebody else you know it may be you know i'm I'm thinking i'm seeing 14 when it's 44 or you know something like that so i i guess your favorite promotional night might have been the uh, melissa george night or or yeah absolutely um by far i think that there's an atmosphere there's an atmosphere with that night is there a rule that comes to mind to you that fans don't really get or, or, or understand about the game? Um, a rule about the game, there, there's a gigantic respect factor when it comes to being on the ice. So, like, um, some of the older guys, I don't know if Rob ever talked about kind of the respect factor. He had a respect level on the ice that was kind of unmatched him, Cy, Ty, and even Nolan when he was playing, where you like if you were a, another person in the league that's been there you kind of didn't give them any crap you know what i mean you did you played your hockey game you played hard when you respected the other guy for playing hard it wasn't like sasha wa where sasha wa comes in and just starts trying to punch everyone doesn't know who he's going after and starts stirring up stuff yeah. so it we we react very negatively to the people that don't claim that respect factor uh even from a team to like team basis like guys on the team that are young that might not respect some of the older guys um to an extent where that i mean i don't that hasn't happened in my time in huntsville but i've seen it happen on the teams that were playing mm-hmm. and it just leads to it leads to terrible like team culture and i think uh i think you, that's not something that i feel like really applies to huntsville yeah and uh, another thing I think a lot of fans don't understand too is that you can play against a guy on another team and go at it on the ice mm-hmm. with your oh, fist, yeah. but off the ice you you can be you know best buddies. Oh yeah, I mean a square example happened this year. Uh, we go to Macon, we're winning like four to nothing or something. I see I see Tucker Scanlberry going to punch one of my guys, so I come in from behind him, grab him. We get into a scuffle. He headlocks me, and then the next day he's traded to our team. He's my roommate. So it's like it was, and then we got to know each other. So it it was funny to have like uh, that. That has never happened to me, and it's just hilarious. <laughs> so Sorry. it's a key example. <laughs> Did you apologize for going after him like that? Oh yeah, we we, we shared a beer. Okay. <laughs> of course, I mean, I guess he knows that's that's just part of the game, you know. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've come to my uh, portion of the interview that I call my puck out of play portion, where okay. it's questions that are just out there. So, this will be five things about Alex Kilcheski. Number one, favorite TV show or maybe what you're streaming right now? All right. Favorite TV show or favorite show streaming right now? I, this is, I don't know if you know this, I'm a very big, uh, like, animated cartoon fan okay. uh one of the me and me and some of the boosters are kind of like close on that uh i know one of them we talk a lot about uh, specific shows but mostly japanese animated 
cartoons. Mm-hmm. And one of them happens to be like Dragon Ball Z, uh, Naruto, uh, but a lot of uh, the ones called One Piece. Yep. Just, yep. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm very much into uh, watching those right now. And there are new episodes coming out, so it always helps me. Okay. See, my my uh, one of my sons, especially, he was really into Dragon, and still is into Dragon Ball Z. Exactly, it doesn't leave you. And uh, uh, and then one one of my questions, one of my fan questions, was about the Naruto show. Oh yeah. And so I'm going to kind of deviate here a little bit. Um, okay. Who would make the best hockey players on that show? On that show? Yes. <laughs> Okay, I'd have to go. I would definitely say Sasuke would make a great hockey player, but I'd also say that the one there's Sensei, so the person that teaches him, Kakashi, his whole shtick is that he can copy people. So there's no way you're beating him on the ice. He knows every move that you're going to pull out. So it's like if you're, as he would, he'd make the perfect defenseman. He would just sit there, wait for you to do the moves he knows you're going to do, poke the puck away from you. Then, if he takes the puck up the ice, he knows what everybody else is going to do, even the goalie. He's putting the puck in the net. I think he'd, he'd probably make one of the better ones. All right. Just from, just from my analytical process okay. on that one. <laughs> okay. And I know, I probably know who, uh, probably know who asked the question to so he's going to love that. <laughs> yes, it was a boyfriend of one of, one of the uh, mm-hmm. commenters on my, on my post here. Um, okay, a favorite movie. Favorite movie, God. So, I think every hockey player says Miracle, but I'm going to stray away from that one. People, the same people that made that movie made a movie called Warrior. Uh, It's about two brothers that uh, both have their struggles in life, and it's due to, like, their upbringing in Pittsburgh. But basically, they end up having to fight each other in, in, like, caged mixed martial arts match. Oh. Um, And they both have, like, incredible weight on the line for this fight. So it's the culmination of the buildup into them facing each other was, is something that I will tell every person that if you get a chance, you go watch it. Uh, it's Tom Hardy and God, I forgot that Joel. No, I forget his other name, but Tom Hardy's one of the main characters. Oh yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. I've heard of the movie. I just didn't know what it was about. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Favorite food, favorite food. Easy corn <laughs> easy corn in the cob a spiced corn like elote mexican style street corn uh, god i could eat corn with every dish okay I, and and me too if it if it didn't uh disagree with me after a while mm. uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll leave that alone as far as the rest of that goes <laughs> what about grits i do love grits oh, yeah, that's why well, uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm from the south. Oh, I started to say you're from the south. You gotta like grits. I had a few bit of grits, yeah. Um, all right, favorite singer or band or music genre? Music favorite. All right, so I'd say music genre is gonna be hip hop. But my favorite artist right now has to be Morgan Wallen. Oh. I mean, you can ask my fiance. I'm kind of like obsessed with some of his music right now. You and it's my granddaughter. Fantastic. You and my granddaughter. Yeah. She's Morgan Wallen all the can't, way. He canceled his, uh, his tour this year. Yeah, I heard about, upset yeah. about that. Well, about the uh, the laryngitis deal. I heard mm-hmm. that uh, yeah. James Taylor did the same thing here the other night too. Oh, he did. Uh yeah. He was supposed to be in Huntsville, and uh, 
I think uh, a couple of his dates. All right, number five, a a guilty pleasure. A guilty pleasure, and and this could overlap the first four if you know. Yeah, Uh, guilty pleasure is going to have to be playing video games. Um, It's yeah, it's been I'm I've been kind of like an indoor kid. I like to say like if if it wasn't a scheduled athletic session or something with sports, I really just didn't care about it as a kid. So uh, my attention span went immediately to playing video games. Um, so I've I've gotten just absolutely immersed in it. Being a 27 year old with a job now, uh, I can spend money on it, which is never good. <laughs> but I think that's where hobby meets uh, <laughs> addiction, and yeah. I'm just trotting that line. Yeah, so nice. What's what's your uh, what game are you playing right now? Trying to beat? Uh, well, I got. I've been playing a lot of this. Uh, it's, a, it's a well-known game. It's been around for 20 years. It's called World of Warcraft. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, very much into World of Warcraft. It's been like my my go-to guilty pleasure for years. Um, but I play like Counter Strike, uh, Global Offensive, or League of Legends. Just another one. Pretty all pretty mainstream games right now. Yeah. Well, the the Warcraft and the uh, the League of Legends, I, I, they're playing that in these uh, esports. Um, yes, they are. Yes, they are. So I was, so, you know. He's, uh, yeah, they, I mean, I, I could tell you all about those. I love those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I think it's it's crazy that we're getting to the point where someone can stand up there or sit up there. Five guys on the team should, like, play round-based combat on a video screen and then get paid millions. Yeah. It's crazy. And it count as a school sport, too, is kind of what blows oh, yeah. my mind. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I, I can remember the days whenever we'd say, "Get up off the couch and go outside and play." <laughs> you know? I heard that enough. Trust me. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. I think, yeah. Becker, uh, before closing, we even started our own esports program, and then once they closed, they transferred it over to Worcester State University, and um, they actually still have an esports program, a varsity esports program. Okay. Yeah. Which means they but, can offer scholarships. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, and that, I'm still yeah. I'm blown away by that. Oh yeah, you can get a scholarship to college for playing video games. Mm, well, if my kids had told me that back <laughs> when I was trying to get them off the couch, which I mean they were good about going outside and playing, but you know some yeah. of these kids just you know they've got Absolutely butt impressions on the couch, you know, from sitting so long. Exactly. Well, I appreciate you taking your time out uh, and. Uh, talking with me um yeah absolutely we'll uh we'll have to have another uh interview where you can kind of maybe give us some video game insider oh, or what i can give you i i like to know myself as like an obscure knowledge guy so i can i can pretty much rattle your ear off about anything that piques my interest <laughs> uh, i have that kind of personality and some way or another, so it might bother some guys. You know, I learned I learned to not talk so much around Cy, <laughs> but it's uh, it, it worked out. I ended up finding a good a good mix. <laughs> All right, well, uh, we'll get you back on. Hopefully, you know, we'll be able to have several folks on. Maybe I don't know how much we'll be able to get to you guys during the season. Oh but, yeah, uh, I don't know how in, in tune they are with us talking kind of during the season but i know they don't care about us talking about stuff yeah. that has happened you know yeah oh, okay well 
All right. Well, I appreciate it. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me on. All right. Thanks a lot. Hey, thank you, too. That was Havoc defenseman Alex Kilcheski on this week's In the Slot segment. Thanks again to him for the visit. If you love the Huntsville Havoc, leave us a voicemail with your name, how long you've been a fan, and even some of your favorite players. Call 256-434-RKKN. That's 256-434-7556. The Reek and Havoc Podcast. Every 40 seconds, a child goes missing somewhere in the U.S. You can help in the effort to find missing kids simply by donating your car or boat to Find the Children, a nonprofit organization dedicated to returning missing children to their families. Find the Children works closely with national and community agencies and organizations and helps distribute flyers and posters that are directly responsible for recovering missing kids. Your car or boat donation helps protect and recover children in every state and community by Sponsoring child safety and recovery programs. For fast, free pickup, call anytime, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Running or not, your car, truck, van, RV, or boat will be towed away free of charge. Fast, free pickup, plus it's tax deductible. Everyone wins when you donate your car or boat to find the children. Call right now. 800-466-8813. 800-466-8813. That's 800-466-8813. Mason Palmer was the Havoc's first player to sign for the 2023-24 season last week. He played collegiately at Northern Michigan University and Augsburg College and made his pro debut with Huntsville last season. Palmer, who is on the protected list, is one of several younger faces on the team this year. Another retirement has been announced. Cy Nutkovich made his decision to hang up his case. Cy holds the team records for goals, assists, and points. He's also third in the SPHL in all-time assists and sixth in all-time points. Number 19 played seven years with the Havoc. Mediacom Extreme Points expire June 30th. Redeem your remaining rewards points in the Havoc app. College interns are needed for next season to fill sports administration and sports media positions. For more information, go to HuntsvilleHavoc.com to the Contact Us tab and click on Internships. The 2023 Showcase Camp will be July 28th through 30th at the Huntsville iSports Center. Cost is $300.00. The sign-up link is online at HuntsvilleHavoc.com. Just click on the tab in the main menu. And updated office hours for the summer are Monday through Thursday, 10 a.m. till 4 p.m. through August 4th. Then beginning August 7th, that goes to weekdays from 10 till 6 until September 1st. Then from September 5th through the end of the season, it will be from 9 a.m. till 6 p.m. Download the official Huntsville Havoc app for your iOS or Android device or at HavocRewards.com and start winning and earning points today. The Reek and Havoc Podcast. How would you like to save money on nearly all your prescription drugs? We've set up a special toll-free number for the Rx Outreach Program. They're a nonprofit company whose mission it is to make prescription drugs more affordable to the masses. They don't take insurance, and in many cases, your prescriptions are even cheaper than your co-pays. They carry thousands of different prescription drugs, so whatever you're taking, there's a good chance they have it. No coupons are required, and this is not a discount card. It is pure savings on your prescription drugs. They specialize in generic meds for any chronic health needs you have. Call with your prescription and find out for free how little you can pay for your prescription drugs. Remember, we don't take insurance, so call right now. 800-586-9885. 800-586-9885. 800-586-9885. That's 800-586-9885. 
tickets, official Huntsville Havoc merchandise, and more, go to HuntsvilleHavoc.com. Visit our website at ReconHavoc.com, look for us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and listen, follow, and subscribe to the Recon Havoc podcast on your favorite platform to keep up with the only weekly podcast covering the Huntsville Havoc, the Recon Havoc podcast. Thank you.